0: Hi guys, welcome back. All the feels. We are way late. It's been literally a month, but uh, life happens. Life just happens. So today we are going to wrap up Winterfest. That's right. We are past the Valentine's Day movie, but we are still talking about (laughs) January's Winterfest. And we have a very special guest, my friend, Takara. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We are so happy to have you here. So happy. We have so much to talk about because not only are we talking about Winterfest, we are kind of veering off course and we are talking about a Lifetime movie called Love by the Tenth Date starring Megan Good that we all have very strong opinions about. So strong <laughs> that we had to crash the podcast with um, dis- discussing this movie. We have so. to give
1: a little love to Lifetime.
0: Why not? Why not? They, yes. you know, they, they you know it. what? They do it and they do it well too, and they are doing things that Hallmark does not do. So we will jump into that in a second. Um, but first, to wrap up Winterfest. Which I think was really successful.
1: I did too. And I think they should do it next
0: year. I think so too. I was really impressed. I think there were three movies. And um, the last one was Birthday Wish. Yep. Which is the first one we're going to talk about. So this, this is what Birthday Wish is about to refresh everyone's memory since it was literally a month and a half ago. Um, a woman expecting to get engaged on her all-important 30th birthday gets a different surprise when she makes her birthday wish. A glimpse into her future which doesn't resemble anything she's ever imagined for herself. It's starring Jesse Schramm um, who was in Harvest Moon. Yep. Which um, was a fall harvest Hallmark movie. I think last year that I was a fan of Takara, So, you know, she, her like family goes bankrupt. She has to move to a pumpkin farm where she like inherited, I guess. And, she's staring at you like is this going somewhere this so she inherits the pumpkin (laughs) farm and she's this like spoiled rich girl so she's trying to be industrious um with this pumpkin patch and figure out how she's going to like monetize whatever because it's failing it's going bankrupt whatever and she invents well not she invents she takes someone's magic pumpkin face cream recipe and like turns it into a huge hit i did not describe that movie very well but let me tell you it's a gem and she's great i love her she's great i love her too and then it is and she's playing gwen gwen is our um star our leading lady and then Luke McFarlane, Scotty from Brothers and Sisters. Did either of you watch mm, Brothers yes. and Sisters? Okay, Scotty was yes. in this. Yeah, he is her love interest, and his name is Dave. So Gwen is a commercial director, which I kind of love. I loved it. I thought it was so awesome. Let the women be
1: a director. Like, I love that she was yep. She was the woman in charge.
0: Yep. She was the woman in charge, and Dave was her assistant director. So they worked together. When the movie starts out, they didn't really seem to know each other that well, but they through the movie kind of got to know each other a little bit. So it seemed like a new kind of working relationship at the start of the movie. So here's the premise. So first of all, Erica, yes, thumbs up, thumbs down. What thumbs did you up. think? Thumbs way so up. Up. So it was up. so good.
1: So up. I I loved so it. every glad. second. I was so loved it. I was so like what if she didn't like it? And I'm like
0: this delusional person, but I think everyone <laughs> liked it. I, I could not have been happier with it. I was loving every second. I started it because I thought we were going to record a podcast. So I started it and I was kind of, I was like tired and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like I got to work tomorrow. I'm telling you 10 minutes in eyes wide, sitting up, like invested phone. On a table across the room, yep. I was into it, mm, and it so had good. some.
1: It had some. It went in a different direction. I did not expect it to go to. Agreed. And so, let's just fill you in a little more about the movie. So, she, Gwen, is waiting to get engaged, and she's dating a guy who is the local weatherman, <laughs> and he could not have been more of a douchebag. Like this guy who ever played him played the douche so well. Like <laughs> everything about him, you were just like, uh, you'd slap your forehead and be like, did he really say that? And he just a typical, like what you think of a weather guy. And so she <laughs> is going out for New Year's with him, and she is thinking tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. She's going to get engaged. And her friend is even like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> they go to a New Year's party. He takes her outside onto the balcony. They're drinking champagne, and it does not happen. So she's upset, understandably, because she's ready for it. Then she says she wants to be engaged by 30, so it cuts to her 30th birthday. He has a special dinner ready for her or taking her out. Tonight's night's going to happen. She's getting all dressed up. Her friend's saying, yep, it's going to happen tonight. He takes her to a restaurant, and he pushes a ring box Across the table, she opens it. It's a smart phone ring. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Like, like she can,
1: t- like she, she could can can check, check her, her email text
0: messages on this ring. On a ring. It's so ugly. It's so ugly. And she is horrified. She's horrified. And I, I
1: would, I literally would have thrown it in his face.
0: Yes. Like, this is now false alarm number two. Uh, yeah. A smart like. <laughs> First of all, how do you
1: check your email on a or ring? Like right, the people that have the Apple watches, I'm like, do you even see? Like, how am I that old that I feel like I need a magnifying glass? But is this guy delusional thinking, oh, yeah, get your weather updates from me on your smart ring?
0: It's terrible. So oh, oh, she's she such like, we all live in LA, so we've all met this guy. Mm-hmm. He is an actor. He is super just like super self involved always thinking about how he can like succeed and how she can help him in his career and all this stuff like it is he is just bad news on every level he's the
1: guy that does the wink and the gun <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy he's the
0: combo he's
1: the combo <laughs> he's
0: the combo pack so
1: she goes home cuz she's understandably upset she leaves her own party birthday party and dave the creative director Brings her a cookie because she says something like, You have to, oh no, he was gonna drop it off on her doorstep. And she ends up opening the door thinking it's the weather guy. And he's like, You're the one who said you have to make a wish on your birthday. So I'm here to give you this dessert. So she makes a wish, blows up the candle, thanks him for coming over, and he leaves and she falls asleep. The next morning she wakes up and she can't see, like her vision is blurry. <laughs> And she's, like, freaking out because she, you know, has to go to work and stuff. So she runs over to the, the <laughs> eye doctor who puts the, um, what are those I things even called? I what called,
0: but, you know, it's the thing that they. they where they say one on or two, yes. three or four, yes. whatever. Yeah. So they
1: put that thing in front of her, and she has a vision. And she sees Dave and three kids, and they're in a minivan, and they're calling her mommy and him daddy. And he, she's saying something about, the daughter says something about, you tried to kill mommy with macadamia nuts? <laughs> and she's wearing a scarf. And it's like a very vivid dream that she sees a vision. And she is like freaked out. Like, what the hell? I just went to the eye doctors and I'm seeing like random crap. This is where this movie I was really, uh, really pleased with. Because I was thinking, when you see those movies that are like, You know, she looks into the future and she sees this. I thought the whole movie was going to be her like playing in the future. Yeah. You know, but this was more just one like quick 15 second glimpse. I loved it. And now she throughout the movie, she's seeing these visions like signs of these visions coming true. So it's not so much she's, she woke up and she's in a new life. Yeah. Which is where I thought this movie was going to Me go. too.
0: It was a cool twist on the whole like Groundhog Day thing where you wake up and relive okay. a day over and over or you wake up and you're in a completely new life. She just sees like a snapshot of what her life is going to be to start coming true. Yeah. She
1: in the in the vision, she heard the daughter reference macadamia nuts. Which she's like, which is ridiculous because I love macadamia nuts. Dave brings her macadamia nuts and she has an allergic reaction to them, which is what the vision said. So it's like all these signs are pointing to this vision. Right. And something I appreciated also was she started to develop feelings for him because, you know, she's seeing these visions in her head, wondering maybe if there's something there And she owns up to kind of starting to get feelings for him, which usually in these kind of movies, it's like, I didn't realize I loved him until five minutes when the movie was over. (laughs) Right. So there was this conflicting, like she's with the weather guy, but now all these thoughts about Dave are coming into her head. So it becomes this battle of do I stick with my plan, which was engaged by 30, which obviously didn't happen but to this man, or am I seeing someone that, could possibly give me so
0: much more to life. So the whole, so what else was cool about this movie was they start to kind of. She never. She never just like writes Dave off like you were saying. She kind of admits that she's developing feelings for him, and she you can see how conflicted she is because even though this guy's a total douche, her fiance or her wannabe fiance is such a total douche. She still feels loyal to him, and they've been together and all this stuff and they had plans like legitimate plans apparently their plan was always to move to LA and she would direct movies and he would be a famous actor they had all this planned and, but he didn't give her an engagement ring to solidify this he gave her a <laughs> iphone ring <laughs> so she really gets to know dave through this process and it's it becomes clearer and clearer obviously like that he's the right guy for her he's so sweet they have so much in common they had great chemistry In this movie. Yes. Which I loved. Yes. Because that has been my one gripe with some of these movies lately is that I wasn't feeling the two leads like I wasn't feeling that chemistry but these two I totally bought it.
1: Yeah. Totally bought it. And there was a scene where you really see her realize oh my gosh I'm so comfortable with this guy which is where they go to a bar and they play trivia and even her friend said I've never seen you more Gwen. Right. Than that without i've never seen you this i've never seen this gwen with alex as i do with dave right Mm -hmm. so all the signs are pointing to this is the guy for you
0: which is such a nice compliment you know like that's what you want to hear like this guy brings out the very best in you like (laughs) i've never seen you happier yeah i've never seen you more comfortable in your own skin i've never seen you more yourself like that's what you want for yourself and that's what you want for all your friends too, you know?
1: Yeah, so the weather guy leaves. He goes out of town to go <laughs> audition for some action movie or something and she ends up going to a resort to shoot a commercial and now Dave is kind of becoming a director in his own right. Dave thinks the reason he's getting these director jobs is because Gwen... Didn't want to work with him, is that right? yeah didn't want to work with him, but she actually thinks he's very fitted to do these jobs, so there becomes like a break of them working together. She goes to shoot this resort um and a then ski her, resort a ski resort and then her you know weatherman boyfriend uh who by the way his email when she was editing his reel was alex at dot com so
0: <laughs> doubling down on the weather guy,
1: yeah, so she gets a text from him saying he has big news and she's thinking again he's gonna do it he's gonna propose she's still fixated on this guy and so she ends up calling her mom who her mom recently got into a a relationship after her dad passed away um Gwen's dad passed away and the mom gives her some really great advice which is sometimes you can't get To where you need to go unless you take a different path and this is like eye-opening to her because she had this plan Mm -hmm. she was going down this path but now the mom says you need to do whatever makes you happy so that's when it kind of clicked Alex Weatherman not gonna make me happy right but Alex Weatherman comes and runs to the gift shop to buy a like silver ring for her Mm -mm. because he realizes oh crap like this is what she's been waiting for. Cause so, he gets
0: a job in LA. Yes. He wants her to go with him and she, but he knows that she won't go unless they're engaged. She, she had kind of referenced in the movie before, like she had made this stipulation that she was not going to just move to LA with him. There would have to be some smart girl. There would have to be some promises made <laughs> and some, you know, some forward motion and the other part of this is that it's become it had become clear through the movie that he really relied on her for his career. She was kind of a crutch for him. Like he would she would edit his weatherman reel with all his clips. And like he expected her to help him at the drop of a hat, no matter what she was working on to like further his career. So a lot of it, I think, was he just wanted. Someone there to help support his career, not necessarily someone to build a life with.
1: Right. And so Dave walks in on this proposal and, of course, doesn't wait to hear her say no and leaves. So he's on the next car out of here because he was falling in love with her and he Mm -hmm. told her. Yeah, he was.
0: I loved him. He was so he was very clear about his feelings for her. Yes. Yes. So she has to
1: go chase him down, and she finds him, and they just had a really cute moment, like at the dog park, where she was like, "You know, you're the one that I've been waiting for." And even though you weren't my path, like I'm, I'm myself with you, and um, this is who I want to be. They kiss, and then the great part is that they do a slight... 10 years later and you're seeing that same vision and how it's actually true whereas the little girl was hearing the story of you tried to kill mom with the macadamia nuts because of the allergic reaction and they're getting in the minivan and it was just a really cute ending it was just really well done I thought like you said the chemistry was great and it was just something different I've never seen a movie like that so I appreciated them keeping it
0: fresh and new I like a new twist on an old trope because they because we saw the whole wake up in a new life over Christmas. There was the woman who woke who up fell out of or yeah. fell after putting the star on the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And she was wondering what her life would be like if she had never gotten married, basically. And her she woke up in this life where she was like a badass career woman and she had the great car and the great clothes and whatever. So this was a cool kind of twist on that, where she just saw a snippet. But can I just tell you, I was so jealous because don't you ever just want like a snapshot of your future? Oh yes, that you was know my that was my talking
1: point. If you <laughs> could see ten years into the future, if someone said, "I can show you ten years into the future," would you do it? Would you say yes, I want to see it, or would you not want to see it?
2: Ooh, I don't know. I feel like I would want to see it, but I also feel like ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. sometimes, and it may not be what I want to see, and then it would, like, kill me yeah. if it's not, and then I would be, like, kind of depressed about it yeah, until it hit.
1: Because don't you also think whatever you see, like, you're going to try to, if, if it's something good, you're going to try to do everything you can to lure your right. way down that path. And if it's something bad, you're going to probably drive yourself crazy right. making sure you don't end up in
0: that vision. Would it you is, do it, Dory? It is a tough choice because I think everything in me would want to see it but I completely agree like I wouldn't want to be I think there's a way of like I think there's a way that you live and try to manipulate life if you want Mm -hmm. a certain outcome and everyone's guilty of this right you have a goal and you're laser focused on that goal so you manipulate your life Your career, the people you spend time with, like your relationships, the cities you live in. Like, you are just so protective of that and so focused on it that you have blinders on and don't see Mm -hmm. the forest for the trees. And I am that type of person. Like, I'm stubborn as hell. And like, when I see something I think I want, I will have to be near dead to like let it go it's hard for me to let things go so I feel like if I had that vision and it was good I would be scared for 10 years that I was doing something wrong and wouldn't be able to get there and if it was horrible I'd be going out of my way to try my damnedest to make sure I didn't end up there and I feel like when you are when you're living like that for just one certain goal you miss all the good stuff you know a really mm. good point it is i know i feel like
1: you know? and i feel like everything leading up to that 10 year whatever mark you're looking at anything that would happen you would be like oh is that because of
0: right the right. future totally. and what i
1: learned like and you would just be thinking oh it would. i think it would just like crowd your head and your mind space and you wouldn't you wouldn't be living in the moment
2: Absolutely. It would drive you nuts.
1: It would drive you nuts. Yeah,
0: and it's hard enough to live in the moment when you're stressed out and you've got, (laughs) you know, so much going on and you want things that aren't happening. And, like, it's hard enough, like, if you have that looming over your head too. So I think I would want to, but I probably would try and refrain for the sake of my sanity.
1: But you can still go to psychics because they're just... (laughs) They're just entertaining. They're just entertaining you, yeah.
0: And you're not seeing the vision, you're just... They're just, you know, predicting what could happen to you. Remember when you went to the psychic and she said you love? I can tell you love animals, and you laughed in her face. I laughed
1: out loud. I'm not an animal person, and she's like, "I see a lot of animals around you, <laughs> keeping you safe." And I literally laughed out loud, and I was like, uh, "I've never had a pet, <laughs> and like dogs." Look again. You don't see that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, your ball is your crystal ball is just not clear. Um, but funny enough about this movie, the week I watched it, I actually had my yearly eye appointment (laughs) and I actually love going to the eye doctor. Like I I get excited about it. I do too. I love the tests, even though sometimes I get really stressed thinking I failed them like I'm in high school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just fascinated about that. Some guy could look in my eyes and be like, here, I'm going to make you see like, it's just amazing to me. So when I was there, I love my eye doctor. And I was telling him about this movie mm-hmm. and it was before he did the exam and he just goes, well, I'm sorry, Erica, you're <laughs> going to look into this and you are not going to see shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally said that and he was like, he was like, he was like future wise and probably, you know, literally because, because you're blind as a bat. Uh, but I was literally laughing out loud and I really did like as soon as I put my face into that. Uh, into those lenses I was thinking of this movie. So
0: I love that. Yeah, I love the eye doctor too. Do you? It's yeah, so Kara f- has a hot eye doctor. You do?
2: Yeah, he's attractive. Yeah, but he's she don't though. like the eye doctor. You I don't, don't. like. It, you just I have like, like really bad vision, eye. and so like it's always like extra tests and probes and drops and machines and yeah. money and you know. money. <laughs> 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 the worst part of all of
1: it. All oh. So yeah, I thought this was a really good movie to go out on Winterfest.
0: Oh my gosh, I loved this. This has been my favorite in a few weeks. Me too. So I was really happy with it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I love Scotty from Brothers and Sisters. (laughs) He's such a good Hallmark hero. I feel like he was in a Christmas movie. He
1: was. He was in...
0: He was in the one where He was in the one where The Jamie Kennedy one?
1: Or was he in that one? Is that
0: her name, Jamie Kennedy?
1: We did this last time I know Jamie I that's, a guy. that's a guy the Kennedy ex-
0: damn it I do this every time. <laughs> what is her last name King King, King. yeah okay
1: um <laughs> she was either in that one or was she in the one where the girl fell off the tree I don't and, think he
0: was in that no. one no okay. that was but that
1: was a guy who looks very similar yeah yeah but yeah he was definitely in one yeah and I and like sometimes he was a little too cheese ball like he, he seemed very happy all the time yeah like, very smiley but not in this one. He not seemed one. hella regular,
0: yeah. which I enjoyed. Yeah, it and was he, really good. Yeah, I liked him a lot. But they should get those two on another movie. I know, I, or so. a sequel. Some of these I want to see a sequel. I know,
1: like maybe her kids grow up and now they're having the visions.
0: Yeah, I'm down for that. That was cute, but I loved it. This was a great way to end Winterfest. Good job, Hallmark. Great we, job! We have Hallmark. yet to
1: rate your Valentine's
0: Day movies, so we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so behind. Sorry, but guys. We'll get it together. There's just a lot going on. <laughs> but, but <laughs> let's let's check out some Lifetime. So let yeah, let's switch on over to Lifetime. Which so I saw a preview for this movie, so I set my DVR. Obviously, I really love Megan Good. I'll watch anything yes. she's in. So I was like, in immediately. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm wa- I was watching it on a Sunday. I had just finished it, and my good friend Takara here texts me and she goes, "Are you doing a podcast on Love by the tenth date?" And I said, "I just finished it, and I made notes to bring it up in the podcast. Yes." We are talking about it. Yes, you are coming on. (laughs) Come on over. I was also, I had also texted Erica and been like, I really think we need to cover this movie. She's like, I'm on it. DVR is set. (laughs) Done. We're doing it. So, Love by the Tenth Date on Lifetime. Here is the synopsis. Love by the Tenth Date follows Gabby, played by Megan Good, Nell, played by Kelly Stewart, Billy, played by Carrie Hilson, who I love. Marg and Margot, played by Kelly Rowland who balanced their dating adventures alongside their career ambitions at an upscale digital magazine in Los Angeles under the watchful eye of their director Maureen played by Kat, Kat Dealey <laughs> from So You Think You Can oh. Dance it was so good to see her as a bitch I know I loved it she was so mean she was so mean so so mean um inspired by the site's relationship advice column to find the one Gabby and Nell and Mar embark on their own journeys towards the elusive 10th date, the dating world's holy grail when it comes to commitment. Mm, is it though? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Billy finds herself at a major crossroads in her marriage and Margot unsuccessfully tries to fight her growing attack- attraction to a famously controversial reggae musician she is assigned to interview. P.S. my favorite storyline of the whole thing. I was crying with laughter. As the ladies navigate the ups and downs of modern dating, romance, exes, and friendships, they learn what re- what they really want out of life and love. So, all right, right off the bat, <laughs> what did we think? I loved this. So did I.
2: I thought it was so good. <laughs> okay, good.
0: I'm so glad we are all in agreement. Yes.
2: I it was crazy at was times. It was crazy! And it
0: was random at times, and it was glorious at times. I was grinning from ear to ear the whole time. <laughs> I thought, I I don't know what I expected, but it was not this.
2: And I, I loved didn't either. It. it was way better than what I thought it was going to be.
0: Me too. And immediately
1: mm-hmm. from the first scene when <laughs> they're doing her hair and they started oh. chanting, have fun, get some, have fun, get some. I was like, this movie is going to be amazing. If you you have a motto that
0: hosts me, in, I'm in it. I loved it. It was so great. So. So the basic, so it starts, this really is driven by Megan Good and her character trying to get to the 10th date to find love, all that. So what I loved about this movie is my favorite kind of like hallmark love story, lifetime type of movie. I love the ones that also center on female friendships and not Mm -hmm. just a relationship because I think that that, especially like a group of girlfriends who are like looking for love or trying to figure out their place in a relationship, which I guess is every stage of your life, you know, even if you're happy, you're always kind of thinking about like, who am I within this relationship and outside of it, you know? So I really liked that they depicted these strong female friendships and they all met at work i they met all both hung of out you at work. They all, you know? I know, work is where you can meet when you're especially when you're grown, that's where you meet your girls a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that support is crucial. Like I can honestly say I would not have made it through my <laughs> last job without Takara. It wouldn't have happened. And then I for sure would have been dead <laughs> on the floor if I didn't have Erica. Like we leaned on each other all the time. Right. So I that I loved that. Right off the
1: bat. And I love when each girl has their own story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, And these stories were very different. Yes. Like stories that I've never
0: seen covered before. Yes. Um, I did have that note. I was like, these these are very modern relationship problems, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciated. It wasn't the
1: same old, same It's not like, oh, I'm married and my divorce is, or my marriage is getting slow. What do I do? Or I can't get away from the kids. This was like... Uh, we have an open relationship, and I'm dating a bisexual. Like,
0: yeah, totally, right.
1: you've never seen that before. So it right. was nice to for them to put it into 2017, because guess what? That stuff happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? They all, and I also liked how none of them had it figured out, because I think that so many times, like, we look at our friends, and we're like, oh, she just has it all together, mm-hmm. or I wish I had what she had. And I feel like this movie kind of showed that they none of them had it figured like you never have it figured out life is so weird and random and stupid and hard like nobody has it figured out for like for example billy i think she was the married one right carrie hilson's yes 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 so she spent the first half of the movie like proclaiming how she loved that she was in an open marriage and like They, You know, it met both of their needs and they were so happy. Cut to the second half of the movie is their relationship literally crumbling. Nobody has it figured out, you know? Right. So I liked that they were all striving to, like, figure out how to be in the right
2: relationship for them. And when I heard the title, I was like, I'm not sure I can, like, Love by the Tenth Date, like, how many dates? Yeah. Like, I had to kind of think about it, like, how many dates in my life? Would I say that I was in love with someone? Like, is it ten? And I wasn't sure, so that's why I was kind of like apprehensive about this story because I was like, "Is this going to be some bullshit?" <laughs> Can I cuss on this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then as I got into it, I was like, "Okay, I see where they're going here." Because I feel like ten dates is a considerable amount of time yeah. to spend with someone, and Absolutely. it may not be love, but you will know if like if you're staying it's or potential leaving. for love. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to read the the test they put out at her because i was interested to get our thoughts about this way of thinking so the article stated that for men a relationship isn't real until the 10th date when they've made enough an investment that the relationship is a conscious decision women should gather info and put on an emotional condom until the 10th date (laughs) this will help women live in the
2: moment I don't uh, love an emotional condom. Can I just say <laughs> like I that's actually
1: really great advice not even yes just with a relationship like a friend it could be friendships it could be anything Total, like totally it to- if you are not just like throwing yourself in something like at the drop of a hat you're just going to kind of blow through life you know and right. not really focus on what's happening to you at that moment. So I thought just in general, like her great article was great mm-hmm. advice. And I actually asked a man about this. <gasps> Did you? I asked my boyfriend. I read the premise of this article and he said he understands the logic, but doesn't think it needs to be a strict timeline.
0: Okay. Agreed. So
1: I understand that too. So it doesn't have to be the 10th date. It could be whatever you're comfortable with. But right, as long as you, for me, I would be like, I just want to make a set time where it's not me just full on investing something before I can really yes. wrap my head around it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, hmm. I love that. Um, you got advice from a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I just wanted to be like, cause it
0: is what like, you I wonder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I was wondering like, did, like have I ever been in a relationship where I was like thinking of a deadline? Like, Oh, well yeah. by not Date wise, but like by six, like every girl does it by six totally. months. We should be talking about this. Mm-hmm. And just like the movie we just talked about, I should be engaged by 30. Yep. When we put these deadlines on, you just, you just
0: like miss out on really enjoying the moment. I think it's especially hard when you're older <laughs> because when you are in your 20s, like your early 20s, mid 20s, you think you have all this time cut to you're 31, 32, Uh 33, 34, 35, 36, and you're like, I mean, biologically, some things need to happen if I want certain things to happen. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to get out of the frame of mind where you're thinking of everything in a timeline, 10 dates, six months, Mm -hmm. three months, one year, two years, you know? But what's interesting
2: though, is that guy's I would assume, don't have that timeline ever at all. No. Like, they no. never even know how long you've been dating unless, like, you you're them. that kind of, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, right. for us, especially the more mature ones, um, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, I always told Dory, like, I just need to know what you act like in every single season. <laughs> like, every single season, I need to know, like, how you feel when you're cold, how you feel when, like, you're hot. <laughs> After that, like, we're good. Like, what's my ring? <laughs> like, as long as you pass the season test, like, we're good. But, like, a dude is, you know. Wait, not, I'm totally oh, interested. So
1: like, how should they act in all seasons? <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so like, like.
2: What's your guidelines for fall? Okay, so, you know, fall is like. It's kind of getting cold, but it's still kind of warm. So like things are winding down from the summer. Like there's not as many like bar hops and stuff like that. So you need to be content with like a Netflix and chill type situation. Like you need to be okay with kind of like getting ready for winter, which we call cuffing season. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) you will be
2: in the house. We will be cuffing, cuddling. Yeah. And I need you to like prepare yourself mentally yeah and you know when it's wintertime especially like in la because people in la don't like to be cold at all um i need to know you're okay with being a little chilly like you don't have like an alter ego when like you're cold or like you do know people
1: do that or people like I hey you know what like- i'm i'm always cold
2: and i am a <laughs>
1: bitch when i am cold right like
2: i need to know this about you yeah. if i'm going
1: to marry you that's a good point so- i like this Season thing. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. She needs to know how you are when you're cold. Mm-hmm. I get. Have it. you Have you broken up with someone because of the way they acted in a certain season? <laughs>
2: no, there was there there was several other reasons why we <laughs> broke up. Not just how you acted when it was cold. Um, but no. But it's a good up? gauge. He was awful
1: in the spring. He was so awful. In <laughs> the well, it's spring. like
2: when I see people get married. Like sometimes it works. Like I have friends who's gotten married like after six months of dating or like really quickly and sometimes it works but for me like i feel like i just kind of need to see you in a lot of different elements and right, i feel yeah. like a season will do that i'm not saying we have to like i just need to see you in all those seasons before i commit so we can get engaged after six months right but i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna say not we gotta but make i don't it through see the winter. myself no, yeah like i need to make it through the, the winter. winter because think
1: about people who something awful happens like someone passes away and like you mm-hmm. don't know how that person reacts and like what if you can't handle the other person going into like a depression like
0: exactly crap happens like people right. react
1: in different ways and you don't right. know how they're gonna react until you're faced with that situation so it takes that makes total sense yeah Thank i you. have
0: um a travel test because i feel yes. like oh, well, you, you don't travel, know someone you don't you know someone till you travel with <laughs> them because traveling pushes you it's stressful are mm-hmm. you gonna scream at a flight attendant if we miss our flight that's a deal breaker. Right. Don't be rude. Mm-hmm. Are you like... Late as hell? Super, right. Are you late <laughs> as hell? Oh, I hate are that. Are you super anal retentive and think that we have to be there a day before our flight? <laughs> like, I want to know. Like, I feel like traveling can... And also, once we get to once a place... Once you get there, yep. How, what do you like to do? Do you like to sit in the hotel and do nothing? Do you I, have a plan? I do, that. Right. do you want to wing it? Right. You, yeah. Right. For it sure. It kind of... It forces natural things in your personality to come out being put in a situation where you're traveling and have to like figure stuff out.
2: That's very true. So
0: I, I like a good travel test. You need to know if you get sick on an airplane, how is he going to act? You know?
1: Yeah. You just never know. And I feel like, you know, in 10 dates, I think Mm -hmm. you can get a good gauge, but it's those big kind of moments, traveling, visiting, Parents and meeting yes. friends and family. Like if that doesn't happen by the tenth date, like don't just be like, oh well, the tenth date.
0: Right, timeline's done. We're in love. No, there's yeah. these other
1: big things that you need to take into account. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so, whose story did you guys <laughs> like the best? I love Kelly.
1: I love yeah. her, and I died the scene of her masturbating. <laughs>
2: i had to bring it up i'm sorry
1: but she's she's in bed and i'm like i had no idea where this was gonna go she's celibate let's preface she she's celibate it became an act out which i loved but she's in bed reading a book redefining jim crow (laughs) And, and all of a sudden she reaches in her bedside table pulls out like the rabbit and goes to town. Goes to town. And then it just goes to commercial. And I was just like, goes what? To town. What is happening? But I was a little confused by her story. Um, so she ends up, so at the beginning of the movie, she was interviewing a, he was a singer.
0: He was like a reggae, a, a reggae artist. Yes. Yeah. And he. Big stutter.
1: Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> and he basically was asking her inappropriate questions as a reporter. Like, mm-hmm. a, like he was basically reading her and saying, yes. you haven't had sex in how many months or whatever. And she was offended, which understandably so. Yeah. But her boss, Kat Dealey, laying the law down <laughs> like I've never <laughs> seen her before. Um, She said, you have to get this story. So she's forced to talk to this guy. And I just feel like all of a sudden – I knew there was that flirtiness, but then when she went to that party and left to go meet him at the club and he was with like strippers, like she got very offended, very fast. Like I didn't know that they escalated so fast. There was that.
0: Did I miss something? It did seem very, I get what you're saying, but I think what I liked about her story is what freaked her out because the whole thing was, and this is just what I took from this. So the whole tension at the beginning was she didn't like his misogynistic attitudes that he had in his music, which honestly I struggle with too because I love hip-hop, I love rap, <laughs> but I am also a feminist. <laughs> so sometimes I hear certain lyrics and I'm like, why are you singing to this? Why are you dancing to this? Why are you listening to this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes. con- there's it's conflicting. A, there's a constant conflict. So I understand what she was saying. Like She had a big issue with That part of him. But I think that he... You know, like, when you meet somebody and it's like they see right through you and it's the scariest thing ever? Like they know you but they don't even know you like that's terrifying when someone you just met can read everything Mm -hmm. about you and I think that that is what freaked her out that she I think that it freaked her out but it also it's also a very attractive thing like oh my god this person like knows me understands me in a way that no one else has or will so I think that like they had that they didn't explore it that much in the movie, but I think they had that kind of instant connection, and I think that's what freaked her out
2: and I think right before she was going to the strip club um whatever he's i can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but it gave her kind of i guess this false hope yeah. that he was gonna be different, and like this was gonna be like a good situation yeah. for them. so when she got there and it was like typical
1: oh it yeah. was kind
2: of like, oh wait. Why, why? What are we doing? Right. Well,
1: Didn't she also give it up to him anyway? Like, mem- like remember he came into the office and he was like, she was in that glass office. And was this after before? I can't remember if this I think was, it was after. after. So cause she was pissed, right? Yeah. And so then he just like led her right back to her house. It seemed like that's what they foreshadowed. And I was like wondering, she just let him have it.
2: I didn't know that I don't I know
1: I don't I mean they didn't like say that but I assume that's, that's, the, that's what happened yeah. well
0: um, uh spoiler alert I think they're gonna have a sequel because it ended on a clip yeah I know. So that was <laughs> such a good ending yes it was such a good ending oh my god I love but loved that storyline was my favorite and it was my favorite because <laughs> I was in love with that man and really he, he, no one's more surprised than me <laughs> no one's more surprised you than were in me. love with who the big reggae stana. guy, big, big stunner. Yes, you guys. I don't know. What? Is that I your type? No. <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful of gold teeth is not my aesthetic. So what was at it? All. I don't know. Confidence.
2: He was very confident. He was very
0: confident. confident. But I, the whole movie, was sitting there like trying to figure out why. It's something I was about so an accent to too. Him. Yeah. He was just so smooth and cool. But I was like, he has a mouthful of gold teeth. I should not be feeling him, but I am. Whoa. Yes. Mm. Loved him. That was the biggest takeaway for me, and I could not stop laughing at myself. Mm. Oh my god, no, that's so ladies, funny! I had no, no one. I never was, guessed. No one was more surprised than me, sitting on my couch, like, "Why do I love this man? <laughs> what the? F- like, I did not. I wasn't ready for it. I but, did really you know, enjoy. The heart wants what it wants. I did really enjoy. Sorry I didn't mean to
1: cut you off. I did enjoy when she was trying to get to the tenth date, all the guys she was going out with. And I was wondering is this how dating is nowadays? Like you get dick pics, they bring another girl to the date (laughs) and then the one guy who dressed up as a superhero, like, oh
2: god
0: is this really happening out there? I think so.
2: Not to me, but I'm sure.
0: I think it's happening.
2: There has to be like a good
0: story. I mean I've gotten a pic before. Yeah. So. It's not But, like, on the first date?
2: Before we met. I was going to say, usually before you even
0: meet them. Oh, like. This is in the getting to know you. We're just messaging back and forth. Is that something
1: you like? Like, no.
0: No. What if some
1: girls, I mean, I guess maybe, why do they send them then? Because they think it'll impress girls? I don't know. There has to be some kind of logic. But I
2: never respond. That's like the end of it at that point. Me. me I was probably already on the line about you, and then you send it, and I'm like. So what do we think their logic is? I don't get it. Maybe they're proud. It's like when a girl takes a selfie because she thinks she looks really good. Like maybe he takes a different Dicky. <laughs> like... We're not talking about
1: the turtlenecks. you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this poor girl going on all these awful dates. And then the best part is... Who she needed to be with was right in front of her face. I know. Yes. And he's such a cutie. He so, was so, Megan cute.
0: Good's story was fun and she was very cute. Mm-hmm. And I also liked that she was crazy. As hell. She was so crazy. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah, me too. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't just this sweet little demure um, girl. She had a little, she had some fight to her. And so, her story was she was the one who was trying to get to the 10th date to save her job, right?
2: Well, to, to f- get the $5,000 bonus. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. So she was trying to see this through so they could write an article that was like a success story about it. And so meanwhile, while she's dating all of these crazy guys dressed as superheroes and bringing <laughs> other girls <laughs> on the date in the front seat, <laughs> they pick her up. She had to sit in the back seat. I was like.
2: Underwear on the front seat. Yes.
0: Underwear on the
1: front
0: seat. Yeah. Horrible. Nasty. While this is going on, she is really good friends with another guy who works at their office. And they you can tell they have a ton in common. You can tell that they're really good together. And so it, that's one of the, he was right in front of her eyes, and she just couldn't see it. Because also, one of her exes comes back into the picture, and this guy was like a former football player. You know, very prestigious, very handsome. So she was kind of trying to. It looked like she was going to go the distance with him. They were getting towards that tenth date. Yeah, I feel the like football he got scared player. though. Yeah, yeah, he got a little scared. He got
2: really scared. I mean, two things I like about her storyline is the first is that I like that it was not only like her relationship side of it; it was also like career side and her trying yeah. to like mm-hmm. impress her manager and get a. Uh, how she changed her website at the end and like impressed everyone and like she cut her hair at the end and she was just like yes new woman new woman um but the second was that it made me think like it's like my man like right underneath my nose and I'm not looking at him because I'm too close to him type thing because she saw him every day she just thought of him as like the friend she Mm -hmm. wasn't really paying attention to him and then one day it's like when it's too late it's like oh shit He's yeah. the one I should have been. Yeah, but ship.
1: I think that even if he is right under your nose and you're not noticing now, there's a reason you're not noticing now. You know what I mean? Like I, think so like I think it's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And you don't just want to go around thinking, like, could it be him, could it be him? Because then you're going to A, force it, right. or get mixed signals or read the signs wrong. I think when it's when he will present himself in that light, it'll naturally happen.
0: I agree. And Actually. I think he says that in the movie. He's kind of like... He's told her, there's he a girl that I like, yep. but
1: it's just not the right
0: time. Right, it's just not the right time. Like, she's not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah, so he knew. He knew. And I think there's something to that. But, man, it's hard, like, when you're waiting. But You know, know what? Kelly
1: mm. Rollins had the best advice at that scene where everything went wrong and the girls were sitting on the couch talking. Mm-hmm. I
0: loved that scene.
1: I love because, A, that brought the friends, like, the girls back mm-hmm. together and yep. it just showed, like, no matter – it's a true testament no matter what goes down you always have your girlfriends yeah i still think that's like the best part of any of these movies with you know like when it comes to sex in the city or yeah any totally. of those kind of girl movies but she said no one knows why love picks some people and not others until love picks you you might as well sit back and enjoy the ride because nothing you do makes a bit of difference and mm, i was preach. like kelly Yes. Like put that on like a quote board somewhere because I thought that speaks volumes for anyone at any age at any point in their relationship.
0: I think you're so right because I think that it's true nothing you do does a bit of difference can mm-hmm. make a bit of difference. Like that is the truth. Yeah, you know.
1: I think it's all about timing and just the way life's supposed to unfold.
2: I'm going to hang on to that.
1: Me too. <laughs> Write that down. Like I'm keeping that in my <laughs> notes. I know. We need to. Because it's true. And that's why I love that scene just because that's what you do when you like have a awful time. You get together with your girlfriends. You just need to hear stuff like that. Exactly. She delivered Kelly.
0: And I think you also need to know like what I love about their friendships and everything is that um, it's a good reminder like you're not alone. And I think that that is the hardest part. When you're when you're single and you really want to be in a relationship, the hardest part is feeling so alone, because normally when you want to be in a relationship, you want like that companionship. You want Uh someone else. And so the loneliness can feel overwhelming and all consuming. And it's easy to isolate yourself, too, when you're in that headspace. So it's a really great when you can just see your girlfriends and like get a hug. Get some wine and just remember like, oh, right. I might not have the man, but look what I do have. These awesome people who love me and care about me.
2: Yep. You are loved.
0: Yeah, you are loved. You are loved. That's all we ever want. (laughs) Yeah. So the other two relationships we mm-hmm. had going on. Woo. Yes. Yes. Spicy. Oh, yes. Spicy. Gosh, so good. Let's move right on into the open <laughs> marriage. My God. Yes. That first scene with them. I was yes. like, is this What is happening?
1: <laughs> that was like hotter than I've ever seen on lifetime. Oh
0: yes. They definitely pushed the envelope with this movie and I was here for it. So Carrie Hilson's character was in an open marriage with her husband, um, they, they would mainly have threesomes, right? Like mm-hmm. he... Girl. Girl, right. And their one rule was that they would not step out on each other with someone that they knew, yes. someone in their lives. So she starts the movie, and she is like, her clothes are on point. She always <laughs> looks happy. It had mm-hmm. me thinking, like, does she know <laughs> something? I don't know. Like, is this something I need to be considering? Like... She was just so happy and all of her friends were kind of questioning it. They were like not questioning her or judging her, but so much they were kind of saying like, how do you do it? I don't understand how you can do it. I don't understand how you can like be this happy. Mm Right. And, and be like sharing your husband with other people. So she swears by it. She's happy. She says that she's the type of person who does not want to be in a monogamous relationship. And that's just how she is. So, and you know, at the beginning, we think her husband's down and into it and whatever. Cut to, he comes to her office for lunch. He's talking with the little secretary up front, chit-chatting. I was like, "Mm, this ain't going to end well. Not going to end well. Becky with the good hair. Yes, uh, (laughs) Becky with the good hair. Yes. That night or a few nights later poor Carrie Hilson comes home and her husband is hooking up with the secretary and she is devastated. He breaks their one rule. Everyone's miserable. And then when they discuss it later, he reveals that he only did the open relationship thing for her. He loved her. He wanted her. Those were her terms. And so he stuck with it and it's, like so clear that him being with this other woman and breaking that rule was him totally just like lashing out
2: about it. But he wasn't fully on board because when he, she brought, I forgot his name, the other dude into the threesome situation. Like he he wasn't feeling feeling it. So technically. Yeah. He was only on board when it like benefited Benefited him. him. Exactly.
0: Well, I just wonder what interested me about their relationship was like, what lengths will you go for someone you love? Like, what Mm. will you put up with? What will you give up of yourself for someone you love? Because if he, like, he straight up says, he's like, I didn't want this, you wanted this, and I wanted you. So that's why I'm in this, and that's why we have this open marriage. And it just got me thinking, like, could, like, you know like you meet the perfect guy or girl you're in love you're happy and this is their stipulation it's like man what do you what's where's the limit like what do you what's your kind of line in the sand you Could know you? No. Oh, no oh no no No,
2: absolutely no. not just making sure we're all on even ground no. here I mean, <laughs> no absolutely i think not.
1: you try and try and try and then one day you have a breaking point just what he did
2: exactly and his breaking
1: point was breaking the rules and then everything crumbled yep so i think you put up a good front for a while but it's not being very honest to yourself like why did you even get that to the get-go but i guess you're in love and you're gonna try
2: man yeah i was just having this discussion on our series because like um the guy is and he's paralyzed and so he can't perform Mm -hmm. but he still loves his wife so like I guess the compromise, quote unquote, is that they hire, like, I don't know what to call it a prostitute, but that's what it basically is. A prostitute. A to, sex surrogate. Yes. A mm-hmm. guy to come please have wife. sex yeah. with her. And it's like, he's only doing it because he can't do this for her. Right. But does he want to hear his wife, like, right. get her back cracked by somebody else? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> How does he deal? Probably not. No. Right. So... But Man, he does hard. it for love. He does it for love. He doesn't want her to leave.
2: Right. I don't
0: Oof. know. I don't know. We're going to have to wait for the sequel to see how that ends. Yeah. Right. Because they kind of left it. I also appreciated that they didn't have like a screaming, crying, fighting breakup. It was just kind of. Very mature. A very mature of like we want different things and we have grown apart and we're on different paths. Because I think that's more real than like, you know, some crate, like she didn't burn his shit and, yeah, and you know, yeah. slash the tires in his car, even yeah. though that's your, you know, inclination when you're going through those things, you don't, you know, most people <laughs> usually don't go that far. Do tell yeah. Dory. But I, mean, like
1: I mean, I know he broke the rule, but she walked in on, it's not like she could be surprised that he was sleeping with another woman. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. So maybe that's why she didn't get super crazy. At that, I don't know. What right. do you do with
2: the secretary
0: now? Like, you have to see her
2: at I the know. office.
0: I would not. She
1: probably be got her okay fired. With that. Yeah, she seemed pretty high up.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that would be the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. Walking in every day and seeing her face. Yeah. Because if you were that secretary, even if you knew they had an open marriage, too messy. Yeah, yep. it's so messy.
2: It's too close for comfort.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. So what do to
1: The sequel will be her at the unemployment office, <laughs> <laughs> looking for a new job. Boo hoo. We have to talk about Nell. Yes. We do have to talk about Nell.
0: I love her. Okay, I love Kelly Stewart. There was She's a show. Great. Isn't she funny? She's funny. There was a show on TBS called My Boys that she was on, and I loved it. So I'm always happy to see her face. I follow her on Instagram. She's a great follow. And I loved her story. So did I. I loved it. Loved it. And it threw me for a loop.
1: (laughs) Did me too. I wasn't ready for it. I first thought when she was eyeing him at the other side, I thought this was going to be a quick, easy breezy. She walks up or he walks up to her. And then he goes to talk to the guy standing behind her. Because you obviously, you know, him like chewing on his finger, whatever he was doing. I thought that was going to be the scene over. Right. But, man, they went to the car. They had a connection. Yep. They made out. And then he drops that whoever you... He's just looking for the right guy or girl. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the record scratch,
2: <laughs> And he was very open. Okay, let's be real, though. She had some signs. That oh, whole yeah. finger-in-the-mouth situation. Oh, yeah. and like. How he sashayed over <laughs> to her at the bar, like, okay, like you gave me some pretty decent signs that you either played for the other team or you were one foot in, one foot out. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, I love the storyline. I loved it. I loved, I loved it, it too. I love
1: the drag queen scene when <laughs> yes. they. And I Vandross. Wasn't that a Luther mm-hmm. Vandross? Oh, mm-hmm. it was great. And and her, her girlfriends, and that her girlfriends were very aware of like. Yep. <laughs> Is this what you're getting into? But yep. they also at the same time were like, hey, if he's I also, a good guy.
0: Yeah, and I also think that they had great chemistry. Yeah, Like you did. could tell that they were a good couple and they were great together. Oh. She had never d- dated a guy who was bisexual, so she had a lot of concerns, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean think about if a woman's dating a man – you're already thinking like, oh, what if he's looking at other women? Now you're thinking, what if he's looking at everybody <laughs> yes. because everyone's exactly. on the exactly. table? How could that... I, I, that'd be a lot to wrap your head around.
2: I mean, did I, I don't remember who said this, but they said uh, in the movie, um, love isn't one size fits all. And like, I was like, okay. yeah, Like, I get it. Like, she probably feels super compatible with him and more than so than she's felt with anybody else, it just so happens that he's pleased by men and women right but i mean like she's she likes him yeah as a friend like on a friendly basis so it's like she has to kind of throw out that mentality or that thought she had of what her relationship would look like and what that man would look like because he is not that
0: yeah yeah he also treated her really well, treated her better than all of these other guys right. in this movie. Yep. Like I thought that. I thought that it was really cool how they played that where he checked every one of her boxes, mm-hmm. like of her dream list of for the best guy for her. He probably checked all of her boxes. It was just this one thing that she was trying to figure out if she could live with it. And I also think it's like an adjustment thing. Like, I think that you, you know, if you are straight, that's how you see the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. your entire life. That's how you've seen the world. Like I am looking for a guy, a man to spend my life with. He's probably had ex-girlfriends, all this stuff. It just kind of opens your mind up in a different way. Yeah, You know that you're just not, it's like anything that you're, you've been in one path and you've been moving in one direction your entire life and then something comes at you sideways and you're like oh I didn't even think that this like this never even came into my mind
2: yeah because you have a preconceived notion of like right what you think your future is going to look like and when it doesn't come in that package it's like well wait a minute yep, this is not like what I envisioned yeah and like I think about myself like could I be her like could I (laughs) (laughs) right date a dude who, and I don't, I don't know. I would like, I, I don't know. Like I went back and forth about it. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I want to think that I would understand because like I said, if you're sitting here wondering, oh, he could be looking at other girls and now this guy could be looking at other guys. Well, then you're in a screwed up relationship
0: anyway, if that's the what you're thinking exactly. about. You sure. know, you
1: shouldn't be, you should be in a relationship where you trust that that's not something you have to think about.
0: And I also think that monogamy is a choice regardless of who. Your options. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So like you are choosing because, you know, you are choosing a person to be with one person. You could have other people like there are other if you're straight and you're a guy there and you choose to be with one woman, there are a million other women that you could be with. And it's the same thing if you were with a woman who liked women and men you are choosing to be with that one person. Right. Not one sex. It's one person, you know. Yeah. Monogamy is a choice regardless. And I think that and I've always kind of felt that way like when I think about that, you know. Yeah. When
1: she came to him in the middle of the night and yes. serenaded. I love a good serenade in any kind of movie. <laughs> I do, too. I love it. I really thought he was, like, shutting the door. And I, I did, was, too. Like, oh, and I, I was oh, I could so see this going sad. so bad. And then he came down,
0: and they had a little duet. I know. And I really loved his honesty, and he was very patient with her. Like, he got that mm-hmm. it could be hard for her. But he – I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you – choose someone who you think is worth it and they thought the other was worth it you know and he did tell her up front it's not like he like, right. waited yeah 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 totally yeah. i'm telling you he was the best guy out of all those guys too let's just give it up that none of these women
1: had like kid problems like i was waiting for the one person <laughs> who has like two kids and she just yes it's yeah, not of my like had had kids and it's like you're that's right. Yeah. life man there's a lot of women out here that are in their 30s in their 30s with not with no kids yep and they didn't even bring up kids like it was never like i have to get to my 10th date because like i'm on a path to having children like that right. wasn't even an issue right so it was kind
0: of very true kind of nice that that wasn't like a focal point you're so right their main kind of concerns were career and kids or not career and kids. It was career and love relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. It was
0: a good one. I I hope they, I hope they follow up on it. I think they're going to do a sequel because at the end we should say Megan good is confronted with her two choices for the whole movie. They come back to haunt her because you think she's all good. You think she's with the guy who was right under her nose the whole time. He's at her apartment. They're hanging out. She hears a knock on the door. And who's outside but the ex-football player with a ring in his hand. So And then roll the credits. No, she mouths to the camera,
1: what the fuck? Yes. And then they roll the credits. Yes, that's right.
0: I also wondered,
1: like, why does Lifetime... There's so much swearing in this movie, but they bleep it out. Like
0: what's They bleeped the, it out. That was so what's weird. What's the point of that? I know. I just didn't uh-huh. know,
1: like... Maybe they want to sell it on DVD later. I don't know. Maybe that could be a good point. I didn't think about that. I thought it was good. I thought thought it it was was so good. Two good movies.
0: And the biggest reason why I loved this movie was the diversity. Yes. Love you, Hallmark. Get it together. Take a note. (laughs) If there's a black girl in a Hallmark movie, she's the friend. If there is. I, I've never, have we ever seen like a gay couple in a Hallmark movie? Nope. I think there's been one maybe. And they weren't, they were like you side characters. It, yeah. it wasn't the main couple, you know, I think that we need to do better. And mm-hmm. that's why, that's what I really appreciated about this lifetime movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was about black women who were successful and, and live in life, live in life. fun, Yeah. In a realistic that. life. Yeah. Yeah. And we we need a little more of that on Hallmark. I'm tired of the black girl just being the friend I know. in the Hallmark movies. Yeah. So that was my favorite my favorite part of this movie was that it was super diverse. And also super diverse racially, but also super diverse in the storylines. Like those mm-hmm. are just like we were saying before, those are just topics like Bisexuality has never been a topic in a Hallmark movie. An open marriage never. in a Hallmark movie, never. You know, yeah. so it felt very kind of progressive, and I liked that. And as they
1: said at the beginning, have have fun, get some. <laughs> <laughs> Words they would to never, live. They by. never say that on
0: Hallmark. They sure don't. <clears throat> they so would never. Yeah. Have fun, get some. Have fun, get some. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. So we all loved it. So those were both good movies. Yep. Thumbs up for sure. Um, We will, speaking of Lifetime though, we have a lot of good (laughs) Lifetime movies coming up. The Britney. Britney, (laughs) yes. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney,
1: bitch. You guys, I saw her last month in Vegas. Did you dance your ass off? I, you don't even know. Like. All my memories came flooding back. Was she good? Yeah, she's still. I mean, she's good. She's good. She's. Ne- she'll never be. Yeah, a slave for you, Brittany. But she's not. Give me more, Brittany anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember
0: 2007, Brittany. <laughs> Let's not think about it. Uh, but Can you know, believe she, that was ten years ago? P.S. That's crazy. We're old. That is crazy. Was it uh, ten years ago? Oh seven.
1: But she, you know. She's having fun up there.
0: Yeah, it's great to it. watch, and it's it. fun. Like the crowds are really fun; yeah. they're all dressed up. So many schoolgirl uniforms. So many. so many slave for you snake on the shoulders. The red it's, oops, yes. I did it
1: again outfit. Yeah,
0: it's just really fun. It was
1: good. So I'm I I don't have I have high hopes that this movie is going to be ridiculous.
0: Yes, me too.
1: I just wonder. It's all about music clearance, like.
0: Yeah, yes. what songs can they get? Because do you Very remember the true. Tony Braxton one? Yes, when or the Aaliyah they, one? Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Aaliyah
1: didn't they clear like one song? It Maybe was, it was
0: the Aaliyah one. I'm the thinking Aaliyah about. One I'm where they sure could only the
1: only song they had was back, back, forth, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, this is the only song you're gonna play over and over. Right. There's nothing worse than watching a music biopic without the music.
0: And the other musical performance was like her Star Search performance. Yeah. Come on
1: now. So I don't know. I I didn't read to see like, oh, and yes, they got music. I understand why they don't get the music. Yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive. And like if they're not approving it and their state Mm -hmm. owns that stuff. But oh,
0: Britney. It's not the same. And plus, the the girl looks nothing like her. Nothing like her. Not
1: even close.
0: But we're still going to watch it. I am (laughs) going to watch the crap out of it. our listeners, we're going to have some lifetime reviews coming up. To Kara, are you going to watch Britney?
2: I mean, now I feel pressure to
0: yeah, we need to have you back on so we can discuss Britney. I had so
2: much fun. Uh, yeah, oh my gosh, for thank you
0: so much for coming. Yes. Um, I'm so glad that this movie happened to get you on here. <laughs> yes. It Let, was a good one. Let's just give a shout out to to Mel. Mel, we miss you. We miss you, Mel. I don't I,
2: know you, Mel, but I, hi. <laughs> you would love You would Mel. love Mel.
0: And I think... I think she watched Love by the Tenth Date. I'm pretty sure she watched it. So we'll have to get an email from her. We can read her thoughts. Yep. Stay warm out there, yeah, Mel. Stay warm. She's in Montana. Um. So we'll be back hopefully next week. We can next two weeks. We can wrap up the Valentine's movies. Um. We are gonna watch them. We promise. Yep. Right, Erica. We'll we'll have a marathon of love. That's right. <laughs> swoon (laughs) then what's after valentine's day spring fling
1: do they take i mean uh, maybe
0: maybe i don't know if they take a break i guess we'll find out i guess we'll find out ladies and gentlemen but we will be back sorry for the delay yep thanks for listening better thanks for listening guys all right see ya Bye. bye